It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always by Bo Brock on this audio-only trade deadline wrap. Bo, the trade deadline has come and gone as we kind of anticipated following the Cardinals' defeat on Sunday at Minnesota. No movement with this team in terms of a trade. We did have one sign, and we're going to get to that here in a little bit, but and give me your overall assessment, why you believe the team essentially punted on making any moves of significance here on a Tuesday. I mean, at three and five, you know, can you sell your fan base on giving up future draft capital assets, uh, going out and giving up a first round pick, you know, a second round pick, a day two pick uh, to bring somebody in? And we know this coaching staff is notorious for not playing guys until they absolutely have full confidence in them, you know, were they willing to do that and go through all that? They have to just win this week. They have to win next week. They have to just win these, like like they've said the last couple of weeks, they, they need to turn this into a one game uh, scenario, scenario where they're just they're yeah. playing to win that one game and they can't bring in guys and now incorporate them down the line. They just have to have the guys right now that are in that building uh, play up to their capabilities and put it all together this Sunday and then the following Sunday and, and figure it out from there. I, I think there's enough talent, obviously. I mean, if you look at the overall NFC standings, the Arizona Cardinals are 12th at three and five. And you look at the, you know, the division, the division is in, in full reach when you have a team like Seattle, that's five and three atop, you know, you play them this week and then the team ahead of you between you and the, in the Seahawks, you have, you're playing twice in the next couple of weeks in the Niners. I mean, it, it's the NFC is just absolutely just a it's a disaster right now and it's playing in the Arizona Cardinals hands but at the same time I think you just kind of roll with the, the squad that you have instead of really really trying to like double down triple down and and try to you know f- fix it with one player because that's not going to be the solution the solution is just playing better football calling better plays yeah you brought up a good point on our, our Monday show go check it out if you haven't already about like getting guys acclimated, and this team does not do it quickly. Uh, once upon a time, they could get Kenyon Drake and, and Marcus Golden and, and Zach Ertz up and running faster than most. Now it's like, you know, Robbie Anderson has barely seen the field in two weeks, and then he was their kind of marquee addition, right? Gave up a couple draft picks, albeit late. You know, Cody Ford would not be playing outside of injury. I mean, he was brought in as a reserve depth player, and, and thankfully it's working out. But then Trayvon Mullen, like that was a fifth-round pick, 
and he has barely seen the field, and I don't anticipate that changing. I mean, the rest of the cornerback group, thankfully, is playing well enough. Uh, you know, maybe as the season goes on, something happens with, you know, Antonio Hamilton, Marco Wilson. But, I mean, the three trades that you made, you slow played two out of the three, and, the, and then the third had to play out of necessity. So if you bring yeah. – there's no guarantee you bring somebody in that they're going to come and jump in and grab a job. Now, the one position we looked at was pass rusher, be it defensive tackle, outside linebacker. There were no defensive tackles traded – Bow of note um, at all. You know, th- you look at Washington, they're suddenly four and four, which is crazy, s- significantly mm-hmm. back in the fold after starting one and four. So, you know, guys like Montez Sweat, Duran Payne were not available. But then you look at Bradley Chubb, free agent to be, was traded from our friends at DMVR, the Denver Broncos, to Miami for a big package that was highlighted by Miami's first. Uh, coincidentally, Chase Edmonds is going to Denver, former Cardinal, but Chubb is going to Miami and is going to sign a contract that's going to pay him between $25, $30 million a year. And Denver had a surplus of pass rushers. They had a bunch of guys kind of outperforming Chubb. Chubb's got injury concerns. But to me, I just kept thinking, Bo, like that's a move that this franchise probably would have entertained if they were a couple games better in the standings, if this was the team from last year, that you know one or two losses – but they couldn't rush the quarterback. This year, it's like, yeah, they're two games under 500. How do you, you know, rationalize giving up a future first when, I mean, no one's going to come out and say for the organization, is Steve Kime going to be running the draft next April? Is is Cliff Kingsbury going to be the head coach? Are you going to need that first-round pick to do other things? Is that going to be a top-10 pick? So it would have been, in my opinion, irresponsible to trade a one for Bradley Chubb, given where yeah. this team's at. Love the player, and I love it for Miami, trying to make the playoffs, paying two and no money, but it just wasn't the right move for the Cardinals this year. There are too many red flags with a guy like Bradley Chubb, right? I mean, he's in his fifth NFL season. He's played, he, in, in three of those five NFL seasons, he's played eight games or less. He hasn't mm-hmm. been a guy that's been available. He's played full slate 16 games of the season back in his rookie season. And then 14 outside of that, he's been relatively healthy this season. And he's having a solid start to the season. Five and a half sacks leading the Broncos in that category. Two forced fumbles. He's an absolute nuisance as far as opposing offenses go. But, you know, what, what you know, John Gambador of Arizona Sports said today on, on Tuesday's show, basically that they were just really not in on that because of what he could command, because you would want to have that, that next deal in place if you're going to give up the value of a first-round pick. You know, do you want to pay twenty-five to thirty million dollars to an oft-injured guy? And and, and you know, at, and in some way, and you made the point. You know, Steve Kime, this is his alma mater that Bradley Chubb hails from, NC State. Yeah. You got to trust that he's done his due diligence as far as his scouting, and he just didn't figure it was worth the risk, especially when you're three and five and you're struggling to put together, you know, complete football games week in and week out. Yeah, and I mean, people roll their eyes on Kime and his scouting. He he scouts pro players well. That's his yeah. best attribute is trading picks for players. Uh, you know, and notwithstanding the couple guys he's acquired this season, but they're for ham sandwiches. I mean, they're depth guys. But when he's trading marquee picks, first and second and third rounders for guys, really outside of Rodney Hudson, his track record is pretty seamless. So um, we never felt like that was going to be something that they would, you know, significantly entertain. Um, but I think after the loss in Minnesota, it just became like it would be kind of draft malpractice at this point. I, especially, Bo, when you look at like this Sunday, we've talked about it at nauseum. Cardinals are a significantly more talented team than Seattle. They have the better quarterback. They're at home. And 
this is not a game that they need Bradley Chubb to win this and and disrupt Geno Smith. They should have enough from you know their defensive line, two of the top three defensive linemen in, in terms of you know generating pressures with Zach Allen, JJ Watt. Like, yeah, would you maybe need a Bradley Chubb? Would you love to have Bradley Chubb when you're facing Matthew Stafford and Jimmy G down live? Of course, but like, go out and beat Seattle this weekend and and put on a good performance against a team that has no business competing and contending for this division and frankly is ahead of you in the standings you're dead last so was there a move in the the trade deadline that that you liked for the cardinals that would have been under the radar that maybe it was not for a first round pick i'm kind of putting you on the spot like chase chase edmonds going to denver seems like yeah that's a necessity because they don't have any capable backs but that also kind of seems like a salary dump on the on behalf of the dolphins like they tried this shit out it didn't work He's not a good fit. They bring back Jeff Wilson, does Mike McDaniel. Like, should the Cardinals have tried to entertain bringing back Chase Edmonds? I, I eh, Probably probably not, right? I mean, I think you roll with just the guys that you you have. I mean, have you were you that disappointed with Eno Benjamin? Would Chase Edmonds have found a few more holes that Eno didn't find against Minnesota? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I think, you know, it, he, he's got a little bit more mileage on his tires, too, and he's got a deal that, that – Miami signed him to, uh, was it 7.2 guaranteed? I think Yeah, it's off season. So nice little you know, contract. you were, you were content with, with letting him walk. And as far as the guys that you did let walk, you know, Chase Edmonds was probably a little bit easier to take than, than most, but of the 12 moves made, uh, you know, nothing is like, Oh damn, that, that that's, that's the deal that got away for the Arizona yeah. Cardinals. It should have been in on that one. And I, and no, I mean, I, I do I, a tip of the cap to teams like, uh, you know, the Vikings going out there and trading within the division, bringing in a guy like TJ Hawkinson. Glad that they pulled that after they played the Cardinals. That would have been how tight ends have kind of given them a fit and their backup tight end scored a touchdown against them regardless. Uh, yeah. You know, I no, I don't see anything out there that was that was that could have been had that they that they left on the table. So it's uh, you know, it, I think. You should be excited about the group if they can turn it around. Um, you know, there's still the frustration with this team as as far as just not playing up to its potential. And and man, right away, right right after coming off a disappointing loss, you get to take on a team that's overachieving. So you can kind of even things out a little bit right out of the gates. I mean, you could move to four and five, and you can move them to five and four, and, and get right back in the thick of this this thing, which you feel like shouldn't even be a possibility. Yeah. Uh, The NFC, I think, is going to even out with a lot of these teams on the top end, maybe sans Philadelphia, like the Giants. You've already seen kind of come back to earth, losing last week um, against coincidentally Seattle. I think it's going to happen to the Seahawks. These teams that have started fast that were not predicted to do well. You know, Atlanta, how how long is that sustainable? You know, we're going to see Green Bay, I think, have a bounce back week against Detroit. The Cardinals are if if they keep themselves again, we've talked about it all season around 500 until the final month of the season, they're going to put themselves in a position to be at least viable. And that's that's as much as you can hope for right now. We hoped for a new contract with our friends at OG's Bobrock. And uh, asking you shall deliver. We are so excited to be partnering up with OG's Bow for uh, all of next year as well. Yeah, they've, they've agreed to a new deal with PHNX. The Cardinals, they made a, a small deal, which we'll get to in just a few seconds here. But we made a huge deal with, with OG's bringing them back they're agreeing the terms with us here at PHNX. Uh, you know, as far as 
OGs goes. It's, it flavors life. It flavors dreams. They've got the sleep time gummy, which is aqua berry flavored. And it's, it's a really effective if you've got issues going to sleep and staying asleep with that two to one CBN to THC ratio. Uh, plus, you know, if you want to get a full uh, grasp of all their great products, check them out. OGs brands.com that's o-g-e-e-z brands.com check them out on instagram they're not going away they're here to stay they're here with us at phnx and phnx cardinals were completely elated that that went down a tip of the cap to our sales team max and and the whole crew there and og is just pumped to be a part of the the whole thing going forward as always you can find them in your local dispensary you got to be 21 years or older to enjoy the OGs also, you know, a partnership that we're, we're just absolutely pumped about four peaks, four peaks. We had the uh, watch party going on for the, uh, for the, the coyotes season opener there at their home opener. And we've got more things coming up with four peaks. We're going to host actually all the U S and Mexico world cup matches at their H street pub. Enjoy beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances, and more. Check the link in the show notes here on wherever you find your podcasts. Register for those watch parties for free. It's your spot today. Got to be 21 years or older, of course, to enjoy the delicious Four Peaks beer and enjoy it responsibly. So the Cardinals needed a pass rusher, and they went out and signed an inside linebacker today, Bo Brock. Very bar for the course for Steve Kime and his love affair for the position. This got tweeted out. Uh, 31 minutes after the trade deadline was over from Adam Schefter, linebacker Camus Grugler-Hill is signing with the Arizona Cardinals. He led the Texans with 108 tackles and 13 tackles for loss in 2021, had started all six six games for them this year prior to requesting his release last week. It's strange because the Cardinals have a multitude of inside backers, some of which are playing quite well, a la Isaiah Simmons. How they convinced Grugler-Hill to come, who's a nice player, he's 28, but this is a guy who asked for his release, and then the Cardinals said, no, 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 you're going to get to play a lot over here? If I'm a Cardinal fan, I'm like, what gives? We've got plenty of inside backers. This doesn't make it make sense, but I don't understand it. <laughs> it's Grujay, Grujay Hill. He's not having a great season. The season opener, he had 18 total tackles, and you're like, wow, that's, that's a ton. He had a 20-tackle performance last season, uh, got the tackling fuel, but as far as what the other things that you want from an inside backer, I think that you would say that he he lacks them, right? I mean, he's kind of been a journeyman up until Houston, and Houston just was content before the deadline and just yeah. saying, okay, we'll just we'll let you walk. They, they weren't like, oh, no, 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 we'll, we'll figure out a deal for you. They didn't even go that far. So, you know, the Arizona Cardinals, they're bringing it. Maybe it's an upgrade over a guy like Ben Neiman. Maybe it adds depth with Nick Vigil on the IR uh, you hope to God. You just drop to your knees if if you're listening to this, uh, you know, late at night as we drop this podcast or or whenever, and you just pray to the football God that this does that that Hill does not take any snaps away from a guy playing at a high level as Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins, who's played 100 percent of the snaps uh, most of the games this season. You hope that those young guys continue to get playing time. So I don't know. I mean, and like we said, as far as this coaching staff, how long is it going to take for him to get up to speed? When can he actually play some snaps for this team? You're probably looking at a uh, couple of weeks down the road, you know, going into a couple of weeks before the bye around week 12 or week 13. So, so uh, you they know, look at, as- they look at the value and there's just like, hot damn, he's too good not to sign. Yeah. And it's just, I don't, first of all, can we all agree to like tackling as a statistic of, of value is not like it's a, the most overrated stat. And I, it's good to, it's good to have tackles. 
but they can be six, seven, eight yards downfield when you make a tackle. And now, Bo, they have this ninth overall, eighth overall pick on Isaiah Simmons. He's playing the best football of his career. Let, let's, let's not try to fuck it up now with the presence <laughs> of another veteran when Isaiah Simmons is finally, I mean, you saw that video that kind of went viral yesterday of him screaming at the sideline, get the play call in. He's locked in. He's mm-hmm. making game-changing, you know, moves every week, plays every week. You know, Collins hasn't been as flashy, but he's starting. You know, mm-hmm. he's putting up some decent numbers. But we always agreed, like, Simmer had, Simmons had the higher, higher upside. Like, this just feels like you mentioned it kind of off-air. Is this a, a Ben Neiman upgrade or replacement? I thought – Ben's been okay. He's been fine. He's actually the analytics PFF loves Ben Neiman. So I don't know how you look at this team. And it's like, Lucky Fotu is a liability at defensive tackle, nose tackle right now. Their outside pass rush is abysmal. Marcus Golden has one sack. You know, uh, Victor Dumakeji has no sacks. Those are your starting outside linebackers. Like, that's where I would be a, a, addressing my needs, not another inside backer. Yeah. And, and analytically, this is a guy who's never gotten any love. I mean, you look at him this year, he's got a pro football focus grade of 30. Last year, with all the tackles that he racked up, still was a 44.2. Uh, yeah. It just doesn't add much beyond just being able to put guys on the ground. Like, he's, he's never – I'm looking at it like he topped out at like 60. Uh, and, and that's where like it, the height of his uh, – 72.3, and that was in limited playing time. In 2017, that was a long time ago. So yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. It, it's head scratching. It, it could be a guy that they signed and they brought in. It's just like he worked out. They like what they saw. They'll see what happens in practice, and he could be released a week later. You know, it, it's not that it could be. He might not even. They might not even view him as an option over Neiman. So for us to maybe be panicking just because we've been. I think pushed into that corner about could he potentially take snaps from Simmons and and, and Zavin? Uh, it might be very premature, but yeah, I mean it's uh, he he'd have to have some pretty solid practice weeks and then you know lead up two to three weeks down the road to where he could actually realistically see playing time for this this defense. Isaiah Simmons right now, PFF has him graded as the number 36 ranked inside linebacker, which isn't great, uh, but he is number one in the NFL, according to PFF, from a linebacker rushing the passer at 92.3 in elite grade. Uh, his his total grade of 63.3 is only brought down, uh, not great by his run defense, which is uh, below average at 33. Uh, all of it to say he's the Cardinals' best linebacker. According to Pro Football Focus, he is only getting better. Um, and we saw, again, on Sunday, he, he makes game-changing plays when this team needs him the most. He's a turnover machine. His length, his speed, his size, his athleticism. Uh, I just I would hate to see anything deter what has been a process for Isaiah Simmons and to be able to take that and run with it. Um, and, and listen, you want to see Isaiah Simmons kick ass this Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks, check out the Game Time app. Save up to 60% on tickets when you buy them last minute. It's great for you procrastinators out there. You know, if you're thinking, I don't know if I want to go, tickets might be sold out. Check it Friday, Saturday before game time, and I bet you save a premium. And the best way to support us here at PHNX is buying your tickets through the link in the description. My pops was in town a couple weeks ago for the Saints game, opted to buy through game time, saved a premium compared to some of these other big ticketing sites. Um, And again, company man here, but uh, I've seen the difference. I've seen the fees. 
uh, compared to other sites, and it is minimal. Uh, so check out Game Time. Also check out Underdog Fantasy. If I could put an over-under on Isaiah Simmons' game-changing plays, I would hammer the over. Um, you can search in the App Store. Click on the link in the show notes. Sign up with promo code PHNX. Underdog, get this, Bo, is going to double your first deposit up to $100. So, again, we've been preaching the choir. Slam the DeAndre Hopkins overs for the rest of the year. He is on pace right now, Bo, for 1,400 yards, even after missing the first six games of the season. And you can bet on Hopkins via the Underdog Fantasy app. That's Underdog Fantasy. Promo code PHNX. Get in on the action today, Bo. The uh, Game Time app actually—they send emails when you sign up, and and they'll give you alerts. And Cardinals tickets are already down thirteen percent, so you can get in there and get yourself some pretty good tickets for a good price. See them take on the first place Seattle Seahawks on Sunday. Uh, I mean, you mentioned it with the pass rush grade from Isaiah Simmons. I mean, this team obviously with with being kind of uh, idle at the trade deadline, only picking up a, a kind of a a low tier inside linebacker who's not going to supplement your pass rush. I mean, Isaiah Simmons, I, I love what I've seen from Zayvon Collins. Like they need to start putting those guys in pass rush opportunities. I think, I think yeah. they have to up that because what you've seen, like what, you know, when you did the PFF grades, one, I don't think we taught touched on was Victor Dumakeji. He just seems to be like, he's a liability out there. The guy that we saw in the preseason, not the same guy in the regular season, um, you know, take away those opportunities from him, start to go with Cameron Thomas, Thomas guys and, and my Jay Sanders potentially, and, and more just strict pass rush roles. I think you kind of figure out who your guys are that you can really rely upon at this point and who, who you can't and, and then do McCagey and, and, you know, obviously they, they, they got rid of Devon Kennard, like start to give these guys like Isaiah Simmons more and more opportunities, see if you can take advantage of them. Yeah, and again, PFF, not the end-all, be-all, but I have the Cardinal defensive grades for the year total. So adding up all the snaps, uh, and I just I organized it by pass rush grade. The second-rated pass rusher on the team behind Isaiah Simmons is Cameron Thomas. Now, it's in limited snaps. He's got 73. You know, Zach Allen, J.J. Watt, they've each logged over 330, and they're having nice years rushing the passer. But then it's it's a definitive drop-off. The, the next recent edge player, in compared to Cameron Thomas, a true edge player is Jesse Lucchetta at 62, Marcus Golden at 62.6. Not great. Maje Sanders at 61. But if, if you're looking for Victor Dumakeji, you, you're going to be scrolling a while. He's got a 55 in comparison to Cameron Thomas. Thomas, to me, right now is, is giving you your best bet in terms of hurries. He's got more hurries than any other inside, outside linebacker on the team right now, um, which is crazy. So it's, it's a position of need. It's a position they would have liked to address, but given the state of the team, I mean, they're not a pass rusher away. Um, Mm -hmm. They have a bunch of other stuff that's not going right as well. They've got offensive line problems. They've got an offense really that is wearing kind of the, the, the brunt of this kind of underachieving season. I mean, the offense just hasn't been good enough. They're averaging, I think like 21, 22 points per game. So it just might be, but we're in one of those seasons where the, the pass rush is what it is. You continue to hope that you get good production from Watt and Allen, and then it's just something kind of like I think back to like 2015 when the team, you know, 2014 when the team didn't have a traditional edge rusher and they kind of had to go with some some veterans, right? And then they finally get Chandler Jones in 2016. It's a shame that we couldn't sync up Chandler with like some of the best teams that this franchise has had. 
and it's kind of where I wanted to go with, with my next talking point. So talked a little bit about Chase Edmonds and Chandler Jones to me, you know, he wasn't available for, for a trade, you know, that regime and uh, with the Raiders right now, like not looking good. Josh McDaniels could be one and done. And everybody's saying that the, the Raiders regret that trade. And I, I think the Cardinals would have brought Chandler Jones back for a fraction of what that contract costs. And I also think and I might be in the minority and that's okay. That Chandler would be more productive than I think what the Cardinals have. I think we, we maybe took for granted the pressures and the hurries that he was getting here in Arizona. I think he was just a good fit for Vance Joseph. I'm not of the mindset. I've watched a couple of Raider games this year that he's mm-hmm. completely washed, but I think he's washed with that Raider team that doesn't have nearly as much talent as the Cardinals have. Their defensive line isn't nearly as good. So I, the Cardinals do miss Chandler Jones to some extent, but obviously made the right decision moving off of him, giving the financial implications. Yeah. I, I think that, I think you're right too. And we, we've seen how Chandler Jones can impact the game beyond the box score. Like right. He did. He absolutely did beyond, you know, week one last year where he had five sacks against the Tennessee Titans. And after that, what do you have just about five more just to get to yeah. double digits. So, uh, he, but he, he was making his presence known even in those days where those games where he wasn't racking up sacks or forcing fumbles. So, yeah, I mean, of course he, he's, he's a better option than Dennis Gardeck. He's going to give you, he's, he's got a, a, a guy that you could re- rely upon each and every down, uh, at least as far as getting after the passer to, to give you the effort that you, that you need. And I think that the Arizona Cardinals are, are reaching for, you know, anybody that can kind of fill that now. I mean, but you know, and, and Raiders fans absolutely have the every right to be upset. I mean, when they sign them to that lucrative deal and in the production that they're not getting, that's fine. But you know, also to look at it from a perspective, you're like, yes, he could help. He could have helped the Cardinals, but was he worth the price tag? No, the Cardinals were right in making that business decision. Yeah, absolutely. So the pass rusher is a concern offensively right now, Bo. As we look ahead to Seattle, no Rodney Hudson. Um, you know, Cliff Kingsbury confirmed that it's going to be Billy Price again this weekend. What concerns you the most for this team offensively heading into to Sunday against Seattle? You know, for me, it's it, can they sustain a run game? You know, mm-hmm. they started running the ball effectively early at Seattle. They kind of got an away from it. I know they have Hopkins now. That gives them a new layer where they didn't have that originally playing the Seahawks. But it feels like to beat this Seattle team that is feeling themselves. I mean, you watch Geno Smith and Lockett Metcalf talking about, you know, we not I in the postgame press conference recently and kind of taking shots at Russell Wilson. Pete Carroll's got this team bought in. And you look on the flip side, it's like, I, I think we've got significant questions whether or not Cliff Kingsbury has the Arizona Cardinals bought into his mantra and what he's, he's preaching every week. So, like, yeah. offensively, like, what – what are you what are you worried about that's not going to continue translating from this team based on this recent loss to Minnesota? Yeah, I mean, as, as far as when you look at Seattle, just overall, like the the offense is overachieving and the defense continues. It's it's improved a little bit, but you know, especially with their game against the Cardinals, uh, and, and the Cardinals helped out that with with the poor play on the offensive line. I think Billy Price, obviously, at the center position in the third game, can you get a better performance? I, I mean, I. I can't imagine him being worse than he was against right. the Vikings. Uh, but where, where he really needs to be better is, is the, is the mistakes, right? The, the unforced errors, like the snapping and the ball into Kyler Murray's chest uh, coming off of the timeout. You know, that's, that's inexcusable Two red zone, poor snaps and back-to-back weeks for a guy like Billy Price. You just can't have that, especially when you're, you're struggling with just, you know, uh, blocking 
you know, after, after you snap the football. So you gotta, you just have to be a little bit better as far as your snaps, get those dialed in. And then, you know, you look for guys like Cody Ford to, to step up a little bit and, and guys like Will Hernandez to continue to play solid and, and then hopefully get DJ Humphreys back. He's day to day right now with the back injury, just to kind of, you know, calm down that offensive line, have that calming, uh, you know, force in on that line back with that group because they're you know all the continuity we talked about going in the season is pretty much gone uh, yeah so many faces on that on that offensive line so you just look for that and uh you know it it's really going to come down to offensively can this team uh play a, a way better game than it did against seattle the last game that they played without deandre hopkins they've been a completely different offense sure they have the mistakes uh that have hurt them at least they did against the Vikings. But if they can play like they have the last two weeks offensively against the Seahawks team, I think that they can take care of Geno Smith. If they can slow down Kenneth Walker, you know, they should be in line to, to win this game, which is shocking. It is shocking. They're favored right now in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, you can bet on them. Uh, do it at your own, your own really? caution. They are That's- favored. They're, isn't that nuts? They were, it started out as a three-point line. I think it's down to like two and a half, the Cardinals. The car, okay, I must have that wrong. Okay, I looked yeah, at it like the, Sunday night, and I was I thought I saw. I must have maybe I was just seeing red still after that loss on Sunday yeah, very, morning. Very angry <laughs> and upset. I, that just, folks in Vegas don't buy this the Seahawks team. And no. here's what I will say: like the Cardinals got the monkey off their back, beating the Saints at home, winning a home game. Maybe they'll play a little bit looser. You would hope. Um, and they, I mean, they're right in that Minnesota game and, and fumbled it away, um, but. I think at the end of the day, like Cardinals, we, we say this, I feel like every other week, this is a must win for Cliff Kingsbury. Like you mm-hmm. can't start 0-3 in the division. I think that's a bigger deal than starting 3-6. and six. Yeah. To, You lose, you get swept by the Seahawks in a rebuilding year when yeah. they have multiple first-round picks because they're selling off parts of their franchise. Um, so yeah, bet it at your own risk, and you can do that on DraftKings. Hopefully you're betting on the Phoenix Suns. They're having a banner year. Uh, and new customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet, get $200 back if your team wins. Coyotes are playing better. You can bet on them. You can also boost your winnings 100% with the drafting step-up same-game parlays. You can bet on Thursday night football, college football on Saturday. Maction is back Wednesday night. And then, of course, uh, the coup de grace, NFL Sunday. Uh, DraftKings is simple. Download the sportsbook. Use that promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. You can also check out the many workings of Howard Balzer, the great Howard Balzer at gophnx.com. Promo code Howard. He's got a quality article right now. We can't find anywhere else breaking down the Cardinals offensive line and how it has been a it's been a process, Bull Brock, shuffling out lineups left and right. Cardinals doing their best to make do. You can make do by becoming a member at gophnx.com. Just under $59.99 for the year, and you can cop a free T-shirt, hopefully Cardinal T-shirt, from the PHNX Merchandise Locker. So much quality gear, so much quality info, insight, and you only get it at gophnx.com. Bo, it's been a pleasure, my man. We're back tomorrow, Wednesday, continuing to cover this franchise. You'll be talking with Cliff Kingsbury. We'll see who's on their injury report, who's practicing. Maybe we get James Conner back this week. I think that would be a breath of fresh air. They were overly cautious. He's got the ribs. We'll see. Uh, no Rodney Hudson, though. That's uh, right. that's disappointing. So Rodney Hudson. But also, one thing we haven't mentioned, the division also, like the Cardinals, for the most part, dormant. You know, you had 
the Seahawks, they released Sidney Jones at the cornerback spot. They like the young guys. They're going to continue to move forward with those guys. The Rams couldn't do shit because they don't have any assets, really. They tried to, right. you know, trade two first-rounders, like, almost a decade from, to, you know, now to, to the Carolina Panthers. They're like, that's not worth this to us right now as we're trying to rebuild. Um, and then San Francisco, they traded all those those pieces for McCaffrey, which worked out for him last week. But uh, you, you have to be, you know, right now as this division sits, you know, despite all this all this crap, encouraged that there's an opportunity there. So we'll see what happens. Can the Cardinals take advantage of it and kind of pivot this entire 2022 season? It comes with better play, Johnny. Cardinals have, I, I think, the best quarterback in the division, and they're in last place. Uh, take that for what it's worth. Uh, take this podcast for what it's worth. It's five stars, baby. Leave us a five-star review. Like and subscribe to the PHNX Cardinals podcast. We're back on a Wednesday. Myself, Bo Brock, we get ready. Seahawks at Cardinals on Sunday. For Bo, I'm Johnny. See you then.